Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on SCNZ. Very good afternoon. Welcome in to this edition of Dog Speed. Pretty exciting time of the year. We've just heard the harness team talking about the build-up to the New Zealand Trotting Cup. And of course that means that the New Zealand Greyhound Cup is just around the corner. And we've got a series of six heats that will come uh, next week on Thursday. And we're going to look through those later in the program. I'm Mark Rosanowski. With me is Dan Roberts. We are together today in Christchurch. Gorgeous day here, Dan. You've turned on a good one for me. Bit breezy, bit warm. Yeah, we actually had a frost uh, the other morning, which is a bit, a bit rude at this time of year, really. All over but, the um, place, isn't it, really? Yeah. The weather, it's sort of like, even, even, even Wellington, you get a very nice day and it'll be half the temperature the next. So Yeah, yeah. Well, it's springtime, isn't it? But. Well, you see what we get on, you know, Cup Week. We've had some pretty interesting Cup nights. I remember a couple of years ago, sort of non-stop rain. Um, yeah, it can get uh, a bit varied for cup, uh, for cup Night, Cup Galaxy, Stayers Cup. Pretty exciting. You get excited. I mean, you're, you're, you're hands-on with a, with a team that's got some serious chances. Yeah, it's, it is an, a really exciting time of year. And um, evidently on Thursday night, we start to see Eddington fire up and this dog's running scintillating time. So you know we're, you know we're getting close. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll cover some of that off in our uh, week review, which we'll do in a moment. A couple of guests on the show. Now, last week we talked to Peter Ferguson, who's got a couple in the New Zealand Cup heats this coming Thursday. Um, and uh, we also... St- Spoke to Ella Cole, and the Cole Kennels have got seven uh, in the heat, so we've covered them off. There are a couple of other North Island influences coming up. George's Girl is here with the Crake Kennels, which is great to see. We're going to have Lisa Crake on about uh, quarter past 12. And then at um, half past the hour, Vaughan Clark, who's the owner of Core Liger, which Gary and Sandra Fredrickson prepare, uh, is in the cup heats as well. And I guess we've got seven from the Cole Kennels, and then... On top of that, a few others from scattered kennels, if you like. Dan, I think it's very important. It's called the New Zealand Cup. It's hard to come to Wellington and win. Very strong centre here, obviously, for for greyhounds. But I think it's very important that we have all regions represented. And we've got Brett Connor from Southland as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you alluded to, it is the New Zealand Cup. So it's good to see everyone coming from far and wide. And uh, it's it's like you say, it's not easy. And they've got to sort of come down three weeks in a row uh, if they make the final. So... Um, it's good to see them taking on the challenge, though. Mm, no, absolutely. So we'll talk more about that at the end of the show. Um, Dan, just looking at the week it's just been, we kind of start with the New Zealand Cup influence because we had Peter Ferguson on last week. Now, Peter was adamant that Majestic Legend would just come out and win at Monaco. He said he'd be shocked if he didn't flog them, and that's exactly what he did. Then we asked him about Chase Me Down, which he's bringing down as a, a travelling companion. He said, look, it's the rank outside of the field. I think it was 40, might have even started 50 to 1. He just basically labelled it to run second. 
paid about $9 the tote. The Quinella paid 17 So thank you, Peter Ferguson. Yeah, thanks very much. We might have to look at starting up a new segment, Tips with Pete, or something like that. <laughs> I think so. Get him on every Sunday. I think so. <laughs> no, he can, he can tip a winner, Peter, and we thank you for that because it makes us look good, you see? Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't tip... Well, look, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'm a fairly average tipster <laughs> and, and a less than average uh, punter, but I enjoy it. And we're going to throw out a few, and sometimes we'll get some and sometimes we won't. But if we've got guests like Peter Ferguson, that's going to lift our level. I, he gives us a tip, I claim it. Yeah. That? yeah. yeah. I reckon you went all right Friday, didn't you? Uh, you spit rolled home? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but not enough, you know, didn't, didn't quite clinch the deal. Um, actually, I've got a yeah, bit of a midweek push for Philip and Morris, actually, but we'll do that in the week review. So <laughs> last Sunday, Majestic Legend beat Chase Me Down, Peter Ferguson, Quinella. You heard it here first on Dog Speed. Um, speaking of uh, the Crate Kennels, Tracy and Lisa, they got three winners last Sunday, including Wheels on Fire. Really pleased to see him win again. Class 4, 1839. He's a terrific sprinter, but he you know, hadn't won for a long time. Yeah, they do a great job with their sprinters, and they, uh, they've been taking over really good and obviously 1839 so he was he's back in fine form good to see unfortunately they're not bringing any down for the galaxy um the only dog they're bringing down for this carnival is george's girl but we'll confirm that and talk more about that with uh, with lisa in about 10 minutes uh monday tigalong panda <laughs> ran third for you dan and i know you're very very hopeful of a win because you wanted to sneak this dog into the galaxy now you won with a dog on friday but you have to nominate as a class three, which might be pushing it. Yeah, it's uh, 50-50, I suppose. Um, didn't really go to plan running third on Monday, but uh, that's the way racing goes sometimes. But uh, So he's only C3. Luckily, he's got good form, so if they if they do stoop down to C3, he's probably going to be at the top of the list, fortunately. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with the norms, I suppose. Yeah, and of course, he'd run 16.90 the week before, but it shows you doesn't. I mean, particularly in a sprint race, but any greyhound race. So he didn't quite catch the jump. Yes, you ran a good race. Yeah, but, you, but it doesn't matter how quick you are if you're sort of in the pack. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, I was pretty happy with the run, um, regardless. So I can't can't knock him too much. But box speed's gold, especially in those 295 meter races. Riley Evans and Gold Star Racing have continued their last season form. They got four there on Monday. I think Jack Hart got three. You got some nice notes there, um, Dan. They're actually <laughs> easier to read than mine, so I might just sort of look over your shoulder. But did you have, Monday? You've actually got a blank there, though. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. So, so I think I've covered. I think I've covered. You've covered it. it yeah. yeah. Let's go to Tuesday. You got some notes there. Yeah. Hearts won four at Invercargill. Um, too impressively, Postman Pat. He's stepped out over the four fifty uh, yeah. in a Reedy Beach run. He's yeah. seen it out really well. I think. Um, they're suggesting that they think he'll go five hundred twenty meters. Talking to the wow. camp around him. So, pretty exciting. And Charlotte Lou back in winning form. She was pretty impressive and uh, right in time, you'd think. Yeah, exactly. In the uh, New Zealand Cup heats, of course, this week. So that's uh, that's outstanding. Um, and obviously there was also a meeting at uh, at Addington. I was really pleased to see Claus and Leo uh, win the 6.45 metres there because um, the, the previous run was a bit of a bit of a worry, a bit of a head-scratcher. Yeah, certainly was a head-scratcher. Uh, he pulled up sound after that run, which was the main thing. Um, but he, he went out, he did a great job. It was a very impressive win. And again, another one that's maybe running back into form at the right time, it would be certainly good to see him in the Stayers Cup come Cup night. Obviously, he ran second in the Silver Collar last year. Uh, he's, he's certainly made his presence felt. He's a Nationals winner. Um, so hopefully yep. hopefully he keeps ticking along good, and he'll be aimed towards that, I think. But it was definitely good to see him back on top of the podium. Yeah, we, we kind of need every star we can get. Um, Wednesday, Palmerston North. Uh, delighted for Michaela Clark, a uh, young trainer out of uh, Taranaki. And the Taranaki team, it's been really tough for them. No hat-trick. 
and some of the kennels from, from the NACI have um, you know, disappeared in inverted commas, and I hope we see them again. Um, but uh, Joe Clark and, uh, and his daughter Michaela, um, they've, uh, they've been coming with, with dogs, and Michaela's just got a small team, and she had, uh, I think, three in in total, and she quinelled the first race, big-time polo and Allegro Flippy, a couple of greyhounds that she's got out of the, you know, the cold breeding. And, um, and and place with another as well, so uh, so well done to Michaela. Now I've got a big push here for, for Philippa Morris, talking about tipping. So on Wednesday, she goes 7 from 8 at Palmerston North, some decent divs, uh, best bet wins, value wins, open at 6 bucks. I had Don told, but hey, <laughs> um, she made it the value, that was the key thing. Um, $20 multi returned 860 bucks. And how about this? This is the, this is the part I like the most. The one winner she didn't get was a dog she owned. <laughs> Truth Hurts won. First win since last November. Paid $11. And I'm going to claim some credit here because I put Truth Hurts in my top four, but Pip didn't. So Where's the loyalty, Pip? Where's uh, the loyalty? Yeah, what about that? She won. <laughs> look, she was thrilled with the win. And I'm just yeah, taking the Mickey Philippa. You did an enormous job. That was tremendous tipping on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Thursday. Now, you've got, a, you've got a heap of things there, so I'll let you go. Well, we've seen the the golden run of uh, Jamie Pruden and uh, Sophie Whitaker continue. Thrilling yeah. Halley again, seven from seven. That's a pretty pretty tidy strike rate. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Halley's won five of those for them. And the reason why I'm going to keep pushing this, Dan, is because sometimes people get a bit superstitious if they come on the show and, and then the dogs don't go that well. But lately, the people we've been talking to, they've been kicking goals and um, no more than, than Jamie and Sophie seven from seven it's marvellous they've got to get to 50 yeah, runners yeah. to uh, to win the, the UDR but uh, gee they're, they're setting themselves a fair platform yeah they're certainly off to a great start uh, yeah, in terms of the UDR I, I might go early Crow and say they can't get beat whoa <laughs> assuming they get to 50 starters are you looking for a market yeah potentially have you got one what, okay. do, you, what do you price them at um short yeah really short enough. Um, yeah, but uh, look, congratulations, and it's it's a real talking point while they keep going as mm. well. So they've only had two dogs out so far: thrilling Haley, thrilling Rush. But they have got another couple of dogs in the kennels, and and we had Karen on Karen Walsh uh, on last week saying that the, the other two dogs are really good. So yeah, so and Haley beat Brody again, which is Karen Walsh's dog. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, Thursday you got more there. Yeah, Eddington. Um, yeah, the track was well. Either the, the dogs were flying or the track was flying. One of the two, maybe both, but. Yeah, you, you could you could sort of feel the aura, uh, the presence that we were starting to step into to cup time with the times they were running on on Thursday. Eddington a power barrel, very impressive. Thirty oh five. Um, he's now ten from twenty two, so yeah. pretty impressive start to his career. Power rider sixteen seventy seven run wow. home in ten ninety four. Uh, he went five eighty three early or something ridiculous like yep. that. If, if he does that the next three weeks, I can't imagine him getting beaten the galaxy. I know it's not that easy, but <laughs> He's going to run home in 10.94, and especially if he's peeling out of 5.83 early. Yep. Um, he's, he's, an, he's 12 from 23. He's missed Bolte's record by eight one hundredths of a second. Yeah. But it is, it's tough, isn't it? Heats, semi-final, mm. final, and he's not the sort of dog that goes bang, 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 three in a no. row in terms yeah. of jumping. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, a great performance nonetheless. What else? Roger Bale was mm. pretty impressive holding out no keeper who, yep. who, who, was, who still went a good race. He, he did exceptionally well to... He didn't want to get hung outside Willene Bale this week, so he managed to get around her, which was lucky. They went to 37-71. Roger run home 12-63, so he's probably tracking nicely towards the Stayers Cup. Mm. Um, a power Conan in the C5, 30-20, come from, come from behind, so 
I thought that was a great run. Yeah. Because he was awkward early, and mm. there was trouble at the first bend. He had to really pick himself up on the corner. I thought Carlos Stewart was going to win, actually. Yeah, I th- he was probably a touch unlucky. He was sort of hugging the fence, and the run never really came. Um, little Hardy Bale uh, holding him out. Yeah, yeah. But Conan's shown that he can do it from the front and do it from behind as well. So he's uh, Bruce Ann's got him ticking over nicely, and again, just in time for the cup, so that's good to see. Yep. It's in a par with Fest on Thursday, really, wasn't it? I'll say, yeah, yeah. And another fast time there from another dog. Yeah, Gold Star Porsche, uh, another one, Evans Teams. As we as we keep saying, it seems like every week we're talking about how good they're going, and she, she came out and ran a 17.02. Yeah. Uh, Cambridge, um, Karen Walsh got a couple with the Fernando Bell Sparta litter. They're going quite well. Thrilling Clara on debut, thrilling Reggie. He's three from five. George's girl won a sprint in 21.05. Last hit out on race day before coming down here. We'll talk to Lisa Craig very shortly. Once again, we've gone over, over <laughs> time here with our review. There's just so much happens in a week of yeah. greyhound racing these days. Um, yeah. Uh, what about Friday? You got noted down there a few. Yeah, so the crafty Cleve domination continues in the maiden 500 metre racing. He uh, first forward the first race, and he won it with the blowout $50 shot, Got Faith. Mm. Don't call him crafty for nothing. <laughs> yes, but did he back it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask, actually, but then he, anyway, the next maiden, uh, race three, he trifected that one as well. So, And the winner of that was no expense, which is the dog that he said for us to follow uh, when we had him on a few weeks ago. So uh, so that was good, and I'd expect that dog will um, will go from strength to strength. Rohan Bell stepped out, had his first start in the country. It was pretty impressive, 30-18, maybe lacking a wee bit of speed. Well, you, you, you tipped this dog to me, Dan. Uh, thank you. I wasn't quick enough to get the $3. Neither um, was I'm I. I'm not sure who was because it went <laughs> in about 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, um, he did duly oblige. He is a 700-metre dog, though. He's got pretty good 700-metre stats, right? But he's in a cup heat this week. He is in a cup heat. Drawn box eight, which after watching uh, Friday's run, probably not ideal, but he's only got to beat a couple home to, to make it through to the next round. Um, young Romeo for Richard Breen yeah. took out the last 17-16. That was a pretty impressive run, and he, he's, he's right on time for Galaxy. Yeah, Richard's getting a share of winners at, at Christchurch when Going he travels, good. which is awesome. Yeah, uh, you won with Tigalong Pandas. That was good, 17-20. Um, and then Palmerston North, you got a few things uh, written down there. Yeah, Golden Logger. Now, that dog went exceptionally well Premier Day yep. up at Palmy, and uh, he's come out and won this Friday, 25-95. Pretty impressive. Yeah, Glenn Hodgson's got a really nice dog there. Just hope he holds together. Mm. They've had a few troubles with him. Ritzer Alert. Twenty-one thirty-four. I'm assuming he'll be making his way down for the Galaxy. He will be, yeah. I texted uh, Gary, very, very pleased, obviously. I thought Typhoon Tim ran a good race there. Um, Ritzer Alert went past him, and Typhoon Tim came again. Mm. It was a really good race between the pair. Yeah, two, two, two that are right in contention for the Galaxy. Uh, so we'll see them next week in the heats. And, and Screaming Viking, Marcy, 25-70. Yeah. Wow. Oh, look, yeah. Um, he, he hasn't had, he's, he's had a handful of middle-distance starts, and... His last two wins have been 457. So, look, I haven't spoken to Marcy since, but um, there might be, hopefully, might be able to pick up a few cheap 457s with the cold seven runners coming down for the cup. Well, he actually went faster than the C5 mm. anyway. He did. And that was that was Mustang Charlie over Hometown Hero, who are in the cup heats. Now, Charlie did get on Hero's heels, yeah, and I think it did cost them some time. But, but it was a cold day. The track wasn't running super fast. 2570 was a, a terrific gallop from the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, exceptionally. Um, I, I, maybe we'll see him over four, five, seven, but more often now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I really hope so. Out a little bit funny. So the strength there. 
Um, anyway, we're over, over time, and we need to talk to Lisa. She's um, an important guest with uh, George's Girl, and also maybe some winners today. Anything else in the in the wrapper? Have we done it? No, nah, I think we've done it. Beauty. Excellent. That means we can move on. This is uh, Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Very shortly, we talk with Lisa Craig, and we love to talk to Lisa Craig here on Dog Speed, and we welcome you in again this afternoon. Uh, Lisa, very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, guys. Oh, good chorus in behind there. <laughs> You're out in the kennels, obviously. <laughs> I'm pretty much. I'm, I've got a lot of dogs that I've, I'm dog sitting for my brother as well. So I'm just putting his dog ah. out. Pretty empty, and yeah, he's a labradoodle yeah. type of dog. So the greyhounds get excited when they see him because he's different <laughs> to them. Oh wow, very cool. Um, geez, I'm, I'm just about wondering whether we should just interview George's girl, but um, I think you'll make more sense, Lisa. Um, but look, the first thing I look for. Without word of a lie, when the heats came out, was I looked for George's girl, and there she is, race six on Thursday night at six forty-four in the third heat of the New Zealand Cup. When did you decide that you would be coming down with her, and was there a decision to be made between the Cup and the Galaxy? Um, we had discussed um, some things a few weeks ago with the owners of her, like what we had in mind in terms of route races, etc. And um, we thought, you know, she deserved the opportunity to go down and contest these heats. Um, yeah, that's a good, fair question, whether to go for the Galaxy or Cup. We leant towards the Cup. She's got brilliant mid-race speed, and hopefully that type of speed can get her out of trouble on the day and um, see her compete with the stronger 500-metre dogs. Yeah, look, I'm um, just sort of interested in how you got her in the first place. She's by Basia Bale out of Isavana. It's been a, a litter that's really um, lit up the tracks, mainly here in the south. So how did you come uh, to get her? Well, we're very fortunate there, Mark. One of our long-term clients, Rex Potter, um, he had shares in Cameo Sid. He's in the Monganui Syndicate. He was interested in rearing a couple of pups himself on his property just to keep himself, give him something to do, a bit of a hobby. We had no pups at the time. Um, that we could give to him um, to look after. So he was just looking online and he saw that um, George's girl, that Dave and Jean were selling pups. And um, he said, what do you think? And I said, well, Reed's nice on paper. So he um, took the chance and brought her and Lockie's girl. Wow. A good story because what do you think now? 25 starts, 16 wins, five minor placings, last seven in a row. It's been quite an inspired decision that very inspired I mean at the time we were probably juggling a higher number of racing dogs you know because you're going back a few years now before COVID and you thought oh where am I going to squeeze these ones and into the program you know making space at the right time to make sure you know that you have um, space available and you know you kind of think at the time well we have space and then (laughs) as it turned out we did and it's been a blessing for us. I mean, in the future, should Rex decide to breed from her or we decide to breed from her, it adds another damn line to, for our um, breeding side of things and maybe this could be the one that throws us more competitive 500-metre dogs because at the moment, although we do well with our breeding, our weakness is um, we don't have many 500-metre-plus greyhounds mm. in our kennels and she's royally bred, uh, good litter, um, you know, and so on. There's just so many positives about the future of her as a broody as well. Plus, she's um, a nice size bitch. You know, she's a 29 kilo bitch. 
So there's just so many um, positives with Georgia's girl. Yeah, there certainly is. Now, she had a hit out at Cambridge the other day. She won a 375 metre race in a really nice time, as you'd expect, at 2105. Did you nominate her for a, a middle distance, or did you consider uh, taking her to Monaco f- over f- for the 520 last week or anything like that? Another good question. She was nominated for the 457. We were tracking noms on the day, and we knew it would be um, near impossible for there to be a class four 457. So, you know, we made the choice to put a second choice of a 375 there. We've kept her at Cambridge um, most most of this campaign because when she did drop her form, she had a wrist injury. And um, we did take her to Cambridge and Auckland for this campaign just to run out norms as she was progressing through the grades. But once she got to open class, we made the executive decision to keep her to Cambridge because it's one turn and the 457, it does suit her better than the 527. Um, but we always have intention of going back to Auckland because there's a lot of good 527 features throughout the year at Auckland. Yeah. I see start two, she won a class one there, 31-13. Um, how well did she run it out that day and was, was the track quick and was that kind of what you expected from her way back then? Um, to be honest, uh, we put her in the class, this is going back a while, she did it actually, <laughs> um, she had quite a break on the field that day and she just won, I think she just held on by her head that day, but we knew going into that 527 she would need the run and we um, expected her to improve the following start or you know the following few races, um, but we just didn't really have the opportunity to put her 527 because as I say we I think we went down for four, five, seven, about her sixth or seventh start, and she pulled up four. Then it's just, it was like a, a little bit of a battle just to get her back to the track and then to build her fitness up. Because with us in, in particular, once we, a dog gets injured and then we start trialling them back, once they run a decent time at the trials, we tend to go back to the track. And we don't mind giving them a few sprints before we, we set them back over the little distance for fitness. And um, sometimes you just hit and miss because, you, you know, you have a couple of good trials, you're like, we'll go back to the track, you um, nominate to race, and then if you're lucky, um, the form continues, although you might have another setback. It could be the same injury that's just not 100% or could pick up a new injury. And you're kind of like battling away. And then once you can get back to full fitness, you know, because trialling is a good... Um, you know, it's a good place to start, obviously, you can get time to that, but once you get back to your full race fitness and you can race consistently every week, you, you tend to get stronger and stronger and, and just better. Yeah. Look, as I understand it, she's the only dog that's coming down from the Craig Kennels for the entire carnival. So who's coming down? When are they leaving? Will George's girl get a chance to look at Addington before Thursday? Uh, Tracy's going to be leaving on Wednesday morning to get down there for the races Thursday evening. She won't be trialling down there. Like it's heat semi and final. I think you know it's like is it, is it the first five through to the semis? I, I'm yeah, sure, I mean it's 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 it, it's pretty soft for one of her talent that you think that that you know with with, with any sort of even luck she's going to she's going to get through. Yeah, like I mean. It, it, She's got the speed early to get herself out of trouble, and as long as she handles the track, 
and the travelling, um, I'd like to think she could finish in the first five to get through to the next realm without having a look at the track. I think, um, you know, for us in particular, it's very hard to um, have that extra time to um, come down earlier for a trial or take them down the week before. You know, you have a lot of thoughts in your mind, like do you send it to another trainer, you know, to, to um, give them a run on the track, but if your dog's good enough, you know, it should get through. Well, look, we're absolutely wrapped that she's she's coming down. It makes it a true New Zealand Cup when we have a greyhound like her coming uh, from the north. And Lisa, uh, I've soaked up a lot of time talking about George's girl because I actually think it's a really good story. And uh, thanks for your insight into her. You have got a, a fairly large team in today at, at Monaco, so I might just sort of pick the eyes through it quickly. You got the favourite in the first. Where's Neville? Number six. He's a dollar seventy-five. Um, can we can we kick the day off with him, or is it a bit risky at the price? What do you think? I think he's a bit short at that price, but he's got the form to suggest that he should go close today. I mean, he, he was beaten at Cambridge the last two weeks by two good maidens. Uh, this looks like a decent field. Last week, Nelly Lemon, she lent hard on him out of the boxes, but I'm happy she's gone inside of him today. Cause, uh, he's just a tad slow, but if you can get a length, uh, you know, if he, if he can get a little bit of space that first you know, five metres, he should go close today. Okay, in race four, uh, Smiler Wiles won uh, six straight. Do you expect him to, to carry on today? Yeah, I'd like to see him carry on. We trialled him midweek. He went 18.64 with a 13.99 run home. He was the quickest trial from our team. So we're happy with where he is in terms of his preparation back this campaign. It's not the best box draw, but he tends to come out all right and he's got good early speed, so... Hopefully he can continue on his winning way. Right, $1.85 there, race four, number five. Um, in race nine, you've actually got a handful in there, but um, one of them who I thought might be coming down for the Galaxy but isn't is 10 after four, number two, at $1.85. And you explained to me via text that uh, that the dog's not a good traveller, but do you think he can win at Monaco today? Yeah, I mean, like, he's drawn to suit today. He's... Um, He's very highly strung, this dog, and this is his downfall. Cause he's very, like, he's a smart dog. He's probably one of our quicker sprinters that we have in the kennels, and he's a youngster, but, you know, he can be very, um, like, he's just a very high-strung dog, but there's nothing much we can do about it. But hopefully, as he gets a bit older and matures a bit, he'll get a little bit more calmer in the travelling to the track and um, just waiting for his race, etc. So he's drawn well today, and I'd like to see him... I'd be disappointed if he didn't put in a very competitive race today. Yeah, you've got five in that race. You've got four in race number seven. We're going to let you go, Lisa, but is there another dog that we haven't mentioned there today that you think we should have a dollar on? And you can answer no here. That's a, that's a fair answer. But if there is, I'd, I'd hate to let it get past us. Yeah. No, I don't think there's really anything that's um, like a standout for me. I think... You know, the dogs that you mentioned are our better chances today. And, um, yeah, I think I think we're pretty right on the money today. I think if you're looking for one in the future, Portland Jake, he's sitting on a downgrade today, and if he gets back to Class 3, I think he'll be ready to go if he um, if he does downgrade. If he doesn't downgrade, obviously, I've got a little bit of time for him, but he's just a bit immature, that one. Uh, good, no, we'll take note of him. He's uh, race nine, number 10 today, and he goes into box number six. If he downgrades today, we'll look out yeah. for him 
uh, next week. Lisa, look, um, we really appreciate your time again. All the best to you and to Tracy and to Rex Potter and to John Roberts with uh, George's Girl. We're really looking forward to Thursday, so good luck. Thank you. That is uh, Lisa Craig live from the Kennels there. It's 12.31, so we do have to move on because our next guest will be waiting. He's in Melbourne, so it's about half past in there for him. His name is Vaughan Clark. We've had him on the show before. Raced a number of exceptionally good dogs in New Zealand, including Dream Collector, who will be part of our conversation today. But we're going to begin by talking about Core Liger, a dog that is in the heats for the New Zealand Cup. So Vaughan Clark, right after this on SENZ, this is Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Uh, yes, indeed. Check out lovegreyhounds.org.nz. Some of the host of beautiful puppies and adult greyhounds in action. You will see in some of those videos uh, there. Now, speaking of people who love their dogs, Vaughan Clark. Uh, look, mate of mine, but I haven't talked to him for a while, um, so that's remiss of me. Uh, Vaughan in from Melbourne, Australia, owns Core Elijah, who will be in the heats of the New Zealand Cup on Thursday. But I'd better say g'day to you, um, Vaughan, before I hand over to Dan. He's going to grill you about Core uh, Elijah. But uh, Vaughan, um, good, uh, well, it's good morning your time. Good afternoon, ours. How are you doing? Yeah, uh, g'day, Rosso. How you doing? And um, good to be on with you and Dan this morning. And um, yeah, busy time of the year in Melbourne with all the big races about to um, arrive shortly. But it's the best time of the year as well, isn't it? Yeah, certainly an exciting time of year, Vaughan. And obviously the, the Aussie racing heats up as well. And Cox Plate yesterday. Um, cool, Elijah, mate. Just how did you come? How did you come into getting into this dog? How did? Where did he come from? Where'd you pluck him out of? Um, yeah, so Core Elijah, he was a dog I just spotted racing around the Melbourne tracks and also the Metro tracks, Sandown and Meadows, and you could just see that he wasn't really putting it 100%, like there was a bit more under the bonnet there that he had that he wasn't showing, and um, he was trained by Daniel Powell, who um, I've dealt with before, and he's a pretty astute trainer in his own right, and he could see the same things as I could. He's pretty realistic about his dogs. Um, so I put in an offer for him and, um, Daniel accepted that. He thought New Zealand would be the best place for him to bring the best out of him. And, um, yeah, so far so good. He's particularly in Australia. He was a dog whose motto, I suppose you'd say was, he was a, a dog who thought they wouldn't really pay on the margins. So you never often saw him win races by a big space, but. What he does do is he's very consistent. Like in his 21 starts, he's only missed the place three times. And two of them were in New Zealand when they were close up fourths and behind the likes of Mustang Charlie and Federal Infrared. So he's he's got terrific muster um, to really thrust himself amongst the leaders. And then it's just a case of trying to get him to have the confidence to really go after the lure and um, put a statement on the race, which what he did do in his um, most recent start at Manawatu, which is probably his most impressive performance to date. And um, after that, you sort of thought, okay, he's put his hand up. We better have a crack at the New Zealand Cup with him now. Yeah, he's certainly done a done a great job since he's uh, come to New Zealand. Obviously, the, the finish on tends to, to help those sort of dogs that can be a wee bit subject at times. It, he he comes up with box one in his heat. Do you think he's? Do you think he'll handle? The, he's obviously he's been to Eddington and he's placed once. Do you think he'll the two turn won't affect him and he'll see out the five twenty? Okay. Yeah, the the, the box one um, he'll handle that fine. Um, he's sort of a dog that probably doesn't 
need the draws not so important to him like he'll make his own luck wherever he draws but certainly if you get box one you're happy to take it um i can't see the 500 being a problem like he's been around sand down in the meadows before um it's with him though you just sort of go into the series knowing that there's plenty of other faster dogs around that we're up against um like your father's dog tal bingo bale you'd know where he's at better than I would after a bit of a setback. But then you've got your Federal Infrareds, Mustang Charlie's, Okawa Superstars, Hometown Heroes. And I know that Core Lige's probably giving those dogs, you know, three or four lengths. Um, so in terms of the Addington 520, yeah, like you say, he's been there before, so that's a good thing. Um, Based on what he did in his last race at Sandown, he ran 29.61 at Sandown, but that was uh, a race where you could see he had a little bit more to give. So I sort of credit him two lengths there. So if you say he probably could have run 29.50 at Sandown, I've always said if you add half a second on to what they run at Sandown, that's what they'll run you at Addington. So I reckon if he does everything right, gets a clean run, he's probably about a 30-second flat dog at Addington, which is, as you know, pretty good, but not right up there with the best in New Zealand who are probably more like 29.7, 29.8 dogs. Good to have him there, though, uh, Vaughan, obviously, and um, you'd like to think he'd be making his way into the semi-finals. It's a nice heat with Charlotte Luzip and Chassis Apawa Superstar in there, but he draws up the inside, gets uh, every opportunity. We wish you uh, well with Core Liger. Uh, Vaughan, you... Went close to winning a New Zealand Cup back in 2014 with uh, with Dream Collector, and I'm sure you remember that uh, pretty vividly. A good three-way go, and um, I think he was a bit stiff too from memory. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty stiff, Ros. I do remember it pretty well. Um, <laughs> Still hurts, huh? Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. Um, you sort of that was a completely different feeling to what the core Elijah is coming into this one where you're sort of going under the radar with Dream Collector it was a feeling of like well if he gets a clean run he's going to win the race you know um, started a sixty favourite in that New Zealand Cup final and then he lost about six lengths through a bad check at the first end and closed the gap to one length and got um, beaten by Blitzing Mayhem and Fast Archer in behind so um, you, you sort of thought at the time though that it's Sooner or later, he'll win that Group 1, but um, the very next start, he had that um, horrific injury up at Hattrick, and um, to really cut his career in half like that was just such a tragedy for all concerned, and myself and uh, David and Shona Crawford, who bred the dog and had uh, ownership um, with the dog, with myself, and, um, you know, an injury like that, most dogs would never race again, but he came back to the races and still, was still able to break 30 seconds at Addington after that and then won the Group 2 Kingston Cup over 732 metres after that injury. So he's quite a remarkable dog. Never won a Group 1, but I don't think I'm biased in saying he'd, be, he'd hold his place as one of the all-time greats of New Zealand greyhound racing. And In fact, it's an interesting stat. I had a look at him and he's, he actually won the South Island Champs, the St. Ledger and the Kingston Cup. All of those races at one time or another had been Group 1s. It's just that when he won them, they were assessed as Group 2s. And then he was also Group 1 place in the Waterloo Cup and the New Zealand Cup. So 
Um, I thought at the time he was probably the best dog New Zealand's had to not have won a Group 1. Um, and then a few years later, Dan Roberts would probably know a fair bit about Dinah <laughs> Dave. He probably holds yes. that title now, right? Like, I think he had about eight Group 1 seconds or something like that. But yeah. it just goes to show that if you, you're a dog that um, there's plenty of lesser dogs that do win Group 1s, but if you're a dog that can make these fields well, sooner or later... You'd like to think they you're going to get one eventually, but sometimes it doesn't quite work out that way. Vaughan, um, I understand he passed away recently. Of course, he became a prolific sire, and um, look, there's still winners by Dream Collector going around. I think he's had another nine so far this season. Yeah, and and that's sort of the other part to his story is um, sort of his name is quite less than indelible. Martin, New Zealand Greyhound Racing now, um, firstly as a race dog and, and then as a sire and um, he was about 10 and a half years of age and I think he had a cancer of the spleen or something like that and um, um, that ended his life but um, still he's, he's had a wonderful career as a race dog and as a sire and um, lived to a, a good age so you've got to be happy with that and happy with the memories. Yeah. Hey, you've born, we, uh, we have to move on but um, just before we do, I'm um... Looking out for some dogs out of Miss Potential, a bitch that ran third in the Group 1 Wanganui Cup for you, and I'm assuming they're not the first, her first litter can't be too far away from the track? Yeah, Gary's just um, breaking those in now. They're um, about 15 months old, uh, so there's two dogs and five bitches there, and um, by all reports, um, Gary's very happy with them. As you know, so much can change in the few months while you're um, getting to the track and the first few months on the track but so far the science look good and she's also had a litter of spring gun which are a couple of months old now there's uh, three boys and two girls there as well excellent hey and we wish you well for those Vaughan but in the meantime looking forward to Thursday night race seven heat four of the suck it up limited New Zealand Greyhound Cup at 704 Court Elijah Box one, all the very best, Vaughan. Hopefully we're talking to you soon, because if we are, it probably means he's done something. Okay, cheers, Rosso. Thanks for that. Cheers, Dan. Vaughan Clark there, uh, owner of uh, oh, Screes of Good Greyhounds now. He's he got to say uh, a Galaxy winner back in 2009, uh, Octane Spark. He's trained that for Vaughan and his very good mate, uh, Jason Tan, uh, and myself, lucky enough to be part of that one. And uh, yeah, Dream Collect has been the, the best he's had. Not quite able to get that group one in there with Dinah Dave and another dog that springs to mind who was good enough to win a group one and didn't Tom T. Yeah, as soon as he mentioned about not winning the group ones, Dinah, Dinah Dave popped straight into my head. But yeah. certainly if yeah. a lot of dogs that, that haven't done it that have definitely deserved to do it. He's a very good analyst. Vaughan, he's I've... certainly had some, well, found some great dogs over there and bought them over here that have done a super job. Yeah, yeah. No, he bought um, Zebra Dye, was a, a New Zealand sprinter of the year. He purchased that for 2000 um, he had a, uh, a list of, of times. Uh, I think Zebedai might have been one of the Canberra ones. I can't remember now. But he had tracks, and he worked out, you know, if a dog would run a time at this, this time at Canberra or this time at somewhere or this time at somewhere, and then he would go and try and, you know. And for a while there, he was doing very well. It became harder and harder to get dogs like that, obviously. But no, he's a, he's a tremendous analyst, is uh, our Vaughan Clark. Right, we better take a break because we're a bit behind. But what Dan and I are going to do to close out the show, we're going to have a quick rustle through the six heats of the New Zealand Cup. That's coming soon here on Dog Speed with...
Greyhound Racing New Zealand. The post is in sight, but there are six heats of the Suck It Up Limited New Zealand Greyhound Cup over the 520 metres at Addington Raceway on Thursday. Starts race four, 604 with heat number one. Daniel Roberts, can you dad win the first with number one, Quintessa Bale? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to rip through these heats pretty fast, and I hope I'm not too biased, but I do think Quintessa's a, a red-hot chance off the ace. Obviously, we've got Delisha Bale in there, having a crack at defending her title. Not in as good a form as she was this time last year, but back nonetheless. Yeah, and Gatan's in there. A lot of speed, but coming from lower-grade racing. Yeah, a couple, uh, couple of easy C2 and 3 wins, so her confidence will be up, but uh, it's, it's obviously a lot harder. Um, can't forward to give them a start probably when you get up to this grade. Yeah, hometown hero down to Christchurch for the first time for the Cole Kennels. Chase me down there for Peter Ferguson. Good to see Brett Connor with Speedy Sue, who's won a, a feature on the track of course. Uh, race 5 is uh, heat number 2. Who have you highlighted here? Power Dragon comes up with the gun draw. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Majestic Legends is going to do first up on the track. I have an inkling that Peter Ferguson is going to be down to give them a trial. Um not 100% sure. I feel like he might be doing that tomorrow, but Power Dragon certainly in sound form. Looks the one to beat off the draw anyway. Yeah, indeed. Um, it's a very, very nice young greyhound. Looking forward to seeing her uh, go round there. Then heat number three is race six, and that's where number six, George's Girl, is in there. What else have you highlighted? Interesting race. is sort of a couple of standout speed dogs and then a couple of sort of come from, come from behind dogs. So it's going to be interesting to see who leads and... Who gets a nice run in behind, see what's strong enough to run them down. If it was obviously a Poe Awara, is probably going to lead, I guess. Federal Infrared's on top for me there, though. I think she uh, she she was pretty impressive when she came down Eddington last time. She was, and she beat a Poe Dragon, and I didn't think she would. Mm. And uh, since then, she, I think she's a better dog. I mean, she's running um, very quick times now, and of course beat Mustang Charlie at Palmy last time. Uh, race 7, heat number 4, call Idra in box 1, so we've heard about him. But uh, some pretty interesting dogs out in six and eight there. Yeah, this is a really good field. This living chassis is certainly a harder test for him. Uh, Power superstar, it'd be good to see him back at, at Addington and see how he goes. You'd imagine he'll he'll take stacks of improvement out of the run. Uh, Corlijah could be could be a smoky off the one. And um, Charlotte Lou, you mentioned earlier in the program. Yeah, so she was back in, in good form at Invercargill, so she's going to have her confidence right up. She might even land on the bunny and give them something to chase. Race number eight's heat five. Heat five, yeah, interesting, uh, interesting race. Apollo Conan's um, certainly, certainly going well, and two runs back in, so he, he's probably going to be peaking for it. He's up against Mustang Charlie. They could, they could be going a war down the back straight. Rohan Vale, box eight, probably not ideal for him. But um, strong dog, and you'd think he'd run his way into the semi-final. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, hard to probably see him troubling them in the semis, just just because he lacks, just lacks, well, he looks to lack speed. He could could come out flying tomorrow, uh, Thursday, and make a fool of me. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> if he if he misses out, he's still an opportunity then to run in the heats, is he, of the Stayers Cup? Potentially, um, would have to see see what he did, but he just might not quite be ready for that yet. Okay. Uh, now, race number nine, heat six, Tell Bingo Bale, box one. What can you tell us? Where is he at? We haven't seen him since the 2nd of September. He has been trialling as good as ever, so he's on certainly on the right track. Um, he'll, he'll need the run. He's still giving us grief with working at home, but hard to see him not get through and uh, be a big improver for the semifinals. Tell us about Zipping Ontario first up in New Zealand. He's been a nightmare dog since we've had him, to be fair. Um, I don't really know what to expect. He, he's been trialling okay. Uh, whether he's a 
genuine cup contender, I'm not so sure. Mm. Okay, an opportunity for him to get through here, I suppose. Um, Dan, inside the last minute here, is there one in particular like in the cup at the moment? Are we talking Talbingo as a leading chance? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Talbingo. Uh, it was a horror story for him last year um, when qualifying the day before the nom shut and the, the lids opened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he gets his chance this year, deserves to be there, probably deserves a cup. He's been pretty good in his New Zealand career, but he's on top for me. Uh, in terms of the Galaxy, not really sure. Too hard, mate, too, too hard. hard. Heats are out, what, uh, fields are out on Tuesday, I think, for the Galaxy. Galaxy, yeah. The Galaxy heats are on Friday. Looking forward to those. We'll talk about both next week. This has been Dog Speed with Dan Roberts, Mark Rosanowski. So looking forward to the next fortnight, three weeks. So we'll catch you next Sunday right here. And until then, Dog Speed to you. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.